All righty. Hello, world. Three-legged elephant, frog anatomy class, and it's raining worms. Better pack an umbrella. I'm Don. Oh, I'm AJ. And I'm Kaiko. And you're watching Showcase for the week ending Sunday, March the 12th, 2023. What is happening in the background there? Can you all hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Okay, okay cool. I'm not sure what's happening there with the uh, with the sound. Uh, there was a little bit of slight feedback. But anyway, we'll, we'll get that stabilized properly here. Anyway, so as I was saying, you are watching Weird News Headlines right here on Weekend Showcase, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Thanks so much for smashing that like button and subscribing if you haven't already. With me tonight are my good friends and colleagues. Uh, I guess we'll start with you, AJ. How are you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Doing fantastic. Cool. Awesome, awesome. Kaiko, good to see you again. Yes, sir. Alrighty. Ate me a cheeseburger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, okay. That's that's the end of the story. Everything uh everything a growing YouTube commentator needs, I suppose, uh is the is the takeaway for that <laughs> for now. <laughs> anyway, um so I guess that's basically all for the setup here. And once again, don't forget if you haven't if you haven't noticed, we have a link tree link scrolling at the bottom of the screen. That's for you guys at home to submit story topics to us. What is happening in the background? of your screen uh, hang on yeah aj something's feedbacking on your side aj i don't know, really know what that is right now but um i don't have nothing planned like no, no not one no i'm just saying so i know i know i'm not adding to this the sound so <laughs> i i know it's on aj's thing aj maybe you may need to take another look at your sound while we go ahead and get the rest of this rolling but in the meantime uh let's see we have some stuff to look over here in weird news which is going to come to us uh, from a lot of different places. But don't forget, if you want to go ahead and give us some suggestions for things to play, you can hit us up on our Linktree page at the bottom of the screen, which has a contact form right here on the very bottom. You can always use that. Hit us up with suggestions for things we should be covering on Weird News or games you'd like to see us stream. And uh, we we'll, might be able to put that in rotation and give you a special shout out. So uh, make sure you have that in mind. All right, so let's go ahead and get rolling with the first item on the docket tonight. Are you guys ready to roll? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, uh oh. AJ, you good? Yep. I fixed the. Right. Uh, I think I fixed the sound issue. Yeah, I think that came through. Okay. All right. Cool. So let's go ahead and get started with our first order of business, which comes to us from UPI.com. Vutomi, the three-legged elephant, adapts and survives amid a caring herd. Oh, I guess we're starting off with uh, we're starting off with animal topics today. Let's see. Look at that. So. Look at that nub. Let's look at it. Let's let's take a look at it. That's that's a that's a that's a trooper right there. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's probably gonna. There's probably some horrible poaching story. That's probably the context for why that happened. Good grief! It's a miracle this poor thing still has this ivory. Uh, Vutomi the elephant. Uh, Vut very carefully. Vutomi the elephant displays her will to survive by keeping up with her herd amid uh, living a normal life, despite only being able to walk on three legs. Dylan Pons, age 31, a content creator for Zuka Private Game Reserve in South Africa, recently shared his incredible experience with LatestSightings.com. During an afternoon drive from Satara, Dylan and his team stumbled upon a herd of elephants at Samani Dam, apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong, where they witnessed something truly remarkable. Uh, they noticed Futomi was present and had been in the water, finding comfort and relief. Da, 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 da. Okay. Oh, here we are. Here's a YouTube clip. This is how an elephant walks with three legs. Um, I hope we can be able to play this successfully. I'm going to keep an eye on the YouTube feed if we have any difficulties there. I'm playing YouTube on YouTube. <gasps> That's how an elephant walks with three legs. 
This is from uh, latestsightings.com. That's, wow. That's just a short little 10-second clip, but geez. Uh, AJ, what are your immediate reactions to this? I mean, it, it's a little sad that it's got three legs, but at the same time, it's kind of wholesome that it's still, you know, living its normal life. Mm, definitely. Um, Kaiko? You come to my channel, I'll show you how I walk with three legs. Okay, we're going to go ahead and move on from that. Brain Spaz says, wow, that's a lot of weight to carry on three legs, but he's doing it. Hey, Brain Spaz, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess that's one way to promote the next Dumbo movie, I suppose. Uh, I guess it's not too soon for Disney to work on making another unnecessary sequel, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't have another comment on this. Let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. Um, let's see. This next one comes to us from ladbible.com. Internet left completely baffled by a snake coming out of fro a snake coming out of the frog's backside. Oh my God. Ouch, that was a little loud there. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, all right. So wow, that's uh that's crazy. Let's see. Um, and now it's no secret animals get up to some pretty weird stuff and we're not paying attention to them. So quite how this frog ended up with a snake coming out of its arse, A-R-S-E, is anyone's guess. People have been guessing ever since a picture of the frog and the snake were posted to social media by the Sunshine Coast snake catchers. Uh, they said they've been sent the crazy photo of a green tree frog with a baby snake hanging out of its bottom. How in the world? What kind of like weird Saturday night party was this frog participating in? <laughs> To, to wind up with this having happened. Uh, Kaiko, I hesitate to throw this to you first. <laughs> I, 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 I say I should skip this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. A AJ, what you got? Run! I'm just saying, when I first saw it, it did not look like a snake to me. It looked like a worm or something, like a gigantic worm. But at the same time, how did it I mean, did the snake pull its way out from the bottom? No, well, that snake went in. Okay. You know, from yeah. the back though, you can see upon closer inspection. That's that looks like the head that's up top. You can head. sort of see the eyes and everything. You know, so I don't know. I don't Listen, know. This he, is he, he ate a he ate a snake seed because you know they used to tell us when we eat the watermelon seeds, the watermelon gonna grow in your stomach. So he no. ate snake seed. Yeah, they grew a snake. That's snake, smart. That's, snake didn't so, want to come out the mouth. You know, so. Yes, somehow I doubt that a whole snake would grow <laughs> like that. But then, yeah, hey, man. we have the photographic evidence that somehow it happened, I guess. Uh, let's see. The serpent was identified as an eastern brown snake, and quite how it ended up stuck in a frog's sphincter was a matter of some debate. Uh, let's see. The snake catchers thought the frog might have been struggling to digest the snake and pooped it out, or guessed that the brown serpent might have slithered the entire way through the frog's <laughs> digestive system. Wow. Um, <laughs> good grief. People, uh, lots of people couldn't just just couldn't stop staring at the image, dubbing the picture fascinating and disgusting in equal measure. Someone else chipped in to say that green tree frogs eat snakes, suggesting that was what caused all this ruckus in the first place. Well, there you go. There's a partial explanation for how this happened. I guess sort of the the digestion process didn't quite sort of take hold with this particular uh, with this particular instance. So, I guess that's that. Uh, which comes to us from the mirror. British publication, The Mirror. We've been getting a lot of stories from them in recent months. Let's go ahead and uh, scroll down here. Rain of worms pummels China with wriggling insects splattered on cars and pavements. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so 
Let's see. Residents of a town in China have been told to seek shelter after what looked like worms rained down from above. Officials in the Chinese province of Liaoning, which borders North Korea, has been showered with little worms which were seen splattered all over cars. Locals were seen covering up and hoisting umbrellas as they carry on their daily routines, though the reason for the bizarre phenomenon has yet to be revealed. The Mother Nature Network Journal said the creepy crawlies were dropped on cities after being swept up by heavy winds. The study noted it can also happen when insects get caught in a whirlpool. So here you are. Here's uh, here's photographic evidence of what happened. Um, AJ, you want to take this first? Uh, all I'm going to say is, if this happened in the U.S., uh, I'm lighting my car on fire. Can't get back in it. Never again. <laughs> yeah, this kind of strikes me as the sort of thing that's like the, the flood smidifer from the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movies was set on oh, the exact yeah. worst setting imaginable, in my humble opinion. Kaiko. I would collect them. What? Would, and I do what? A, I would get a bucket, I'd get a big tub, vat, I'd get a car, and I'd, I'd take one of the cars that, that somebody left on the street and fill it up with a whole bunch of... I'm not going to take the car. I'm not going to steal the car. I'm going to just fill it up with all the worms. And may I, maybe I'd do about three of those. And i clean the city up. I helped I, I help save the day. You know, I did something productive. You know... You know, I put, you know, I put nice, I, I went and bought nice gloves from down the street so I could, so I wouldn't have to touch the worms. You know what I'm saying? It's good stuff. It's a good situation. Worm gathering gloves. Gloves you're going to go ahead and put money down for. But not, not disposable. Are we talking disposables? No, no, no. Nice, nice, like leather gloves. Cause you know what I'm saying? I don't want no rips. You, you get a rip your glove and stuff <laughs> down into that rip where your whole hand is just submerged in the insect glue. I don't like it. Wow. <laughs> I leave that completely to you. I can't see myself putting that much money down for something so for for for, uh, for that kind of process. Brain spaz on YouTube saying, "Okay, that's one way to clean up a city." <laughs> Do it. Do it. Pretty much. I, I guess. Ain't still my car. You know what I'm saying? When when the, when the guy looked for his car, he said, oh, "There's a bunch of worms," and I said, hey, "You you help me help clean the city up." You know that's all. That's all. That's all his takeaway is. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and move on to the next topic here. And those of you who are curious about this or any of the other topics that we're that we're talking about tonight, feel free to check our description in the sources section at the very bottom of the description on this on this content on our YouTube or Facebook versions of this page. We've got all of our sources listed off, um, so you can feel free to use that as a starting point for further reading about this or any of our topics that we're discussing tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next item on the docket, which goes back to UPI. According to police, a hand found in New York City woods belonged to women buried in nearby cemetery. They got her watch. They got her. Uh, they got her bracelet. They got her ring. They got it, and they left the hand right there. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at this clip and see what happened here. Now to Staten Island, where police are investigating after someone found a human body part. Police say it was a man walking his dog yesterday in the north section of uh, North Mount Loretto State Forest in Pleasant Plains. Medical examiner has confirmed that what the man found is a hand. The office has yet to say anything about where the hand came from. information as we get it in our newsroom. That's crazy. Um, this is that's 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 some like. I don't know, serial killer kind of law and order kind of sweeps week kind of situation happening there, probably. Um, AJ? Um, I don't think there's much you can say. I mean, I, I'd rather a grown man find a hand than uh, 
you know, a kid. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's a little bit of a mystery why it was out, you know. I say we mm. call Sherlock Holmes or someone. Help us figure it out. <laughs> but like which version, though? The Benedict Cumberbatch or Robert Downey Jr.? Both of whom would require time travel, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. But I guess I'm saying which would be better for this, do you think? Robert Downey, most definitely. Okay. Kaiko, what do you think? This, uh, so I think the I think the I think the guy walking the dog did it. And then the, and then and then and then and then the guy walking the dog, he looked at his dog, he said, Stupid dog, you made me look bad. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you, you you don't found you don't found it, you don't you don't you don't mess me up, you know what I'm saying? So that's guy crazy. Did I, it. I'm no, Sherlock no. Holmes. I figured it out. I cracked the case. Yeah, no more uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog reruns for you, Kaiko, I don't think, uh, is, is the is <laughs> the correct on. course of action there. I'm still stuck on, like, okay, somebody apparently with way too much time on their hands and way too many creepy thoughts in their brain thought uh, excavating, uh, like, grave robbing was uh, was was a, a good thing to do. I don't... She had a nice class ring on. She had a class, she had a 19, a 1897 class ring on, and he wanted it. Oh, good grief. Yeah, I'm gonna swipe left on this whole thing. I don't care what that, what was at stake. Like we're just, I'm gonna swipe left on that whole idea, basically in a nutshell. Because um, like that's just that's that's a creepy story. We're gonna go ahead and move on from this. <laughs> that was just straight up creepy. But um, let's go ahead and move on. Let's see. This is from allthat'sinteresting.com. Forty years after a nuclear disaster, Chernobyl's dogs are now genetically distinct. That's actually kind of fascinating. Researchers use blood samples to pinpoint genetic differences between dogs in the Chernobyl exclusion zone and in the surrounding areas. These findings may help scientists understand the effects of radiation on large mammals, including humans. Kaiko, you, you can take first crack at this. Just to, I'm just trying to take it all and kind of digest it. You, you know, uh, word on the street says it's just, it's, it's just evolution. I don't know that we can sort of like chalk this up to evolution. I mean, this is very much a man-made disaster that that was that was responsible for what we're even talking about here. You can see in the background of this particular image here that was taken from the scene. Basically, this is a uh, hundreds of free-roaming dogs. I guess the the rest of the the rest of the batches off camera. I guess wandering around the Chernobyl exclusion zone, including near the highly radioactive power plant. Just. For a refresher, the Chernobyl disaster, I just found this little side info here, was a nuclear accident that occurred on 26 April 1986 at the number four reactor in the Chernobyl nuclear power plant near the city of Pripyat in uh, in the north of the Ukrainian SSR in the Soviet Union. Okay, so we're talking about something that happened over 35 years ago and has had plenty of time to mess with the genetic, the, the cellular makeup and the genetic information for like any and all indigenous, you know, plants, animals, you know, any, anything that happens to wander through that area. I mean, it's, it's, this looks like something out of The Last of Us or like, um, uh, let's see, what am I thinking of? I Am Legend. I was about to say that Will Smith movie, you know, just that's like, just how much nature has overtaken. Kaiko, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's the movie we were thinking about. That. Yeah. Movie that, what it was called, that's the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay, while scientists have previously examined smaller creatures like birds, insects, and amphibians in Chernobyl's exclusion zone, this is the first study to examine the potential effects of radiation on large bodied animals in the area. 
let's see. The study published in the journal Science Advances examined 302 dogs living varying distances from the Chernobyl power plant, comparing the genes of the dogs residing within the plant to those between 9 and 28 miles away. Let's see here. Hmm. Okay, among dogs in Chernobyl City, an area 9 miles away from the power plant and Slavich? Apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong. A city for excavated power plant workers 28 miles from the power plant. The genetic diversity varied considerably. This research suggests that dogs from farther cities rarely breed with dogs closer to the power plant. Um, hmm. So, what do you guys think, like, uh, if, like, if you could, hmm, what would be some interesting sort of, like, let's be science fiction about this. That might be the only positive sort of takeaway from a story like this. What, what kind of, like, super abilities do you think would be best suited for dogs? You remember the episode oh, of Family Guy and Simpsons went, went super nuclear? And they got like, uh, they're like turned into like superhumans. Yeah, that's that was the crossover with Family Guy, right? Yeah, you, you see a bunch oh, of dogs yeah. running around like that. So it sounds like flight and super strength for the dogs. Right. Wow, uh, AJ. It sounded like you were saying something in the beginning. Do you agree with that? You're gonna go in a different direction. I mean, I, I do agree with that, but I also think Sonic Scream would probably fit a dog pretty well. Sonic Scream, like a uh, like Black Canary from DC Comics. Yeah, exactly like that. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Um. Oh, let's see. Hang on. Last chapter. Sorry, I'm getting a I'm getting a past a, a note from Control. Last chapter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Control, if you can still hear me, uh, don't worry so much about the about the chats. If we when we get more live chat comments, um, I can keep an keep an eye out for it. If you're having technical difficulties over there, um, and on that note, let's take a moment to remind everybody that uh, those of you who are watching along with us live can post a, a comment in the live chat, and we'll be able to put that up on screen, uh, one way or another. <laughs> um, let's see. A chat is not waiting on my screen. I don't know. I don't see anything. I don't see anything new in the course of right now. But uh, but hey, we have the room open for those of you watching along with us live. Um, thanks so much for watching, and let's go ahead and move on. Oh, don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button. Almost forgot. So let's go ahead and move on. Let's see. Next item comes to us from Ripley's under their headline of weird news: the canary resuscitator machine that miners once used. Okay, so this reminds me of that old expression: the canary in the coal mine as sort of a shorthand for an indicator for some usually unpleasant sort of information. Um, have y'all heard of this before? Nope. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too familiar, my friend. Hmm. Well, all right, well, take my word for it. That, that, that's, uh, that's an expression, canary in the coal mine. And apparently right. they have resuscitators uh, to bring the canaries back to life if they wind up dropping down. Let's see. Here we are. Mining has always been a risky profession, but in the early 20th century, it was even more dangerous. Um, a report published by the CDC shows that the period 1900 through 1909 was the deadliest decade in U.S. underground coal mining, with 3,660 miners dying in over 100 incidents around the country. In comparison, only, in quotations, 7,946 miners died between 1910 and 2006. Good grief. Uh... Wow. So part of the reason for that lower number was the introduction of canaries in coal mines in 1911. The idea of using canaries in mines comes from British physician. Da, 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 da. Let's see. Um, okay, Scott Haldane invented one of the earliest gas masks and researched decompression sickness. One of his main interests was understanding what caused so many mining disasters. Um, hmm. Dr. Eggman? 
<laughs> Actually, yeah, that does look like him. Eggman from Sonic the Hedgehog. It's him. Come to think of it, minus the oh, goggles, okay. he had to have the the red goggles and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's the mustache definitely gives it away. So Haldane's suggestion was put a canary in a cage and bring it to the mine with the workers. Canaries are extremely sensitive to carbon monoxide, have a high metabolism, and need large amounts of oxygen to survive. So if the bird suddenly became ill or died while inside the mine. The miners would have enough time to evacuate before the poison could affect them as well. Okay, that's fascinating. That explains that. Uh, it wasn't long until canaries became a staple in mines in the UK, Canada, and the US. All right, so there's a little bit of history for, I guess, how mine safety used to work around the turn of the last century. Um, AJ, what are your thoughts on this? I want to say that this kind of borders animal cruelty a little bit. I'm inclined to agree, actually, come to think of it. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that's that we hear about a lot in terms of animal testing, you know, in, in medicine or cosmetics, you know, and how apparently now we're, this is, this is an example that's being brought back to light in modern day about uh, just what was being done in the interest of miners' safety, because we had to, we had to find coal, you know, in order to, you know, light and heat our homes and stuff like that. Um, Kaiko, your thoughts? It's just the Flintstones, man. How, how's, oh, you mean like, um. Like a, if the bird could talk, it would say like something like same stuff, different day or something along those <laughs> yes, lines. Right. Had to, had to had to censor the uh, the the Family Guy version of that joke uh, just yeah. a little teeny tiny bit. But yeah. Or no, it's a living. That was the other one. That's the other one I, I meant to I, I could have like possibly said there. But anyway, so cool. But the resuscitator machine, though, I'm trying to find the actual machine. Um, Let's see. Okay, so the special birdcage had three walls of solid glass and a wall made with a grill wall filled with ventilation holes. If the bird fell from its perch, a sign of poisoning, the miners could close an airtight door over the holes and open the vials of oxygen installed on the roof of the cage. This was enough to revive the canary as the miners escaped. Okay, so basically, the, something happens in the canary. Toxic gas hits the, hits the bird first before it really messes with the humans. Bird drops dead. Someone has to notice the bird has keeled over and then like filter out the air the, the poisonous air and release this this valve of oxygen. I, I don't know, is that I guess that was enough? Like was anybody else on standby to provide like bird CPR or something yeah. after that? <laughs> How does that even work? Yeah. Nothing we got nothing on that. <laughs> Like, yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, Ms. D says, uh, S stings? stings cruel, but human safety takes precaution. Uh, this thing's cruel, I guess. But human safety takes precedence. At least they came up with a way to revive the birds. Thank you, Ms. D, for the comment. Yeah, um, it's, 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 it's a very sort of, like, it's a, it's a borderline, very, very baseline sort of starting point. Uh, for actually sort of taking care of the of the bird, but at the end of the day, this does feel more like just straight up animal cruelty more than anything else. Um, I, I gotta I gotta go with you on that one, AJ man. I mean, at the time, this was like we're talking around the year 1900 and stuff like that, you know. So it's it's kind of hard to imagine what a better solution might have been, right. unless either of you guys have a have another solution that was historically that might be historically feasible. Crickets, crickets. <laughs> Whoops. Ah, shoot. That thing fell over. <laughs> Darn it. Oh, well. Ah, let's get that moth back in place. Okay. So let's go ahead and move on, I guess, to the next item on the docket. We can take that away. 
control and put the thing back on for the promo. Please and thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's move on. Next item on the docket is from Fizz Org. Let's see. Newly discovered enzyme that turns air into electricity, providing a new clean source of energy. Wow. Okay. Now this fascinates me here. So let's see. This is... Okay. Australian scientists have discovered an enzyme that converts air into energy. The finding published today in the journal Nature. This was... Let's see. This, this story was first published March 8. Okay. Uh, the finding published on the 8th in the journal Nature reveals that this enzyme uses the low amounts of hydrogen in the atmosphere to create an electrical current. This finding opens the way to create devices that literally make energy from thin air. Well, no more batteries. I mean, yeah, that's probably the first place to that's probably the first place the mind kind of goes in terms of just the potential for this. I mean, if you thought solar power was groundbreaking, literally right. just like directly from the air like you know, instead of having like a wind turbine or something on top of your car literally just absorbing energy from the air to power your electric cars i mean kaiko i um sorry aj what do you think <laughs> honestly i think that's pretty groundbreaking yeah so. so how much do y'all think a car that runs on this technology might cost Oh, I mean, much money. I'd have to sell the house. They gonna charge more for this type of technology. I feel. I feel they're gonna be like just because it does this, boy. We charging you. You know what I'm saying? At fifty thousand plus. Yeah, let's hope a mortgage loan officer is on site on top of whatever hoops you would need to jump through for like the down payment on on whatever that kind of vehicle would be. Um, and like, goodness, what kind of technology would need to be implemented to to have this sort of thing installed in people's houses on a more sort of like on a larger sort of grid scale. You know, we're literally talking about energy being extracted from the air itself. Like, the mind is kind of like boggling right now with the potential for this thing. Like, I'm really happy to, to see this. this. This is a strong contender for like story of the week here, basically. Um, let's see, recent work, hang on. Okay, the research team uh, produced and analyzed a hydrogen consuming enzyme from a common soil bacterium. Recent work by the team has shown that many bacteria use hydrogen from the atmosphere as an energy source in nutrient-poor environments. Um, Professor Greenig? Chris Greenig from the Monash University Biomedicine Discovery Institute in Melbourne, Australia, said, quote, We've known for some time that bacteria can use the trace hydrogen in the air as a source of energy to help them grow and survive, including in Antarctic soils, volcanic craters, and the deep ocean. And uh, But we didn't know how they did this until now, end quote. Okay, so... Obviously, there's some other potential uses for this. Like, I'm thinking in terms of agriculture, possibly. Like, could this be something that might be used to sort of, like, help solve world hunger, potentially? I think so. I mean, mm. kind of like in Star Trek, when, when they just kind of made the food, like, we're going to start getting into that. Like, the food, like, the, the, the stuff's just going to start appearing. Repl Are you talking about, like, uh, the first Star Trek movie, the Genesis planet sort of thing? The, the, Was it the first or the second movie? I... I I mean, I feel the replicator. I feel like that's that's in all the Star Treks. But they... oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Like in the in the actual ship, the the onboard technology. Right, 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 right. I'm saying uh, this is this is where this is where we're going with it. You know what I'm saying? That's probably not. But, but like, yeah. But so at the same time, though, I gotta say, I mean, how would those who are sort of like reluctant to introduce genetically modified organisms into their food diet, you know, and then their in their rotation. Right. You know, what would you, 
how could you sort of like justify this as being different or better than that? I mean, you're, you're basically, you're helping to generate the conditions under which healthier food can be grown or maintained theoretically without right. sort of manipulating the food itself, unless right. you would have to find a way to sort of make sure that whatever, however this technology operates, it's not actually manipulating the food at a like molecular or chemical level for the sake of generating the energy required to grow the food. Right. You know, I don't know. Um, like run the greenhouse or whatever that, that, that we're talking about to be able to right. do that. I'm just like guessing raw hypothesis. AJ, yeah. you've been really quiet on this. I, I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of trying to figure it out a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, sure, we have a new cleaner source of energy. But, you know, they're not really talking too much about the downsides. Right. So would you trust uh, would you trust this kind of this kind of technology either to sort of like power your home or help with transportation yeah, or to eat I mean, food that was grown partially with this technology? I mean, for the most part, I would trust it in my house and my car, but I wouldn't trust it in my food necessarily. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Kaiko, what about you? I mean, I think I think I would trust with everything. I mean, I, I I kind of feel you with with the food, but it's like, man, they're making they're making meat out of nothing now. Like they make you, meat out of nothing. Are you talking about the impossible burgers? No, it's not plant. It's not plant. It's not soy. It's just it's just nothing. It's out of chemicals and stuff. They're making they're just making meat now. So what I'm it's crazy. It's crazy. I I, I, I want to try it. I want to see. Wait, it. wait, wait, wait. Are you referencing something that's currently being done? Yeah. Or not yeah. Just like I don't know. Listen, I don't know who. I don't know who. I don't know where. I don't know why. I want to know why. That's the most important part. I want to know why. They're making, they just making meat out of nothing, <laughs> you know? And what I'm saying is I'm sure that whatever they're using to make this meat is along the lines of Along the lines of what? Say it again. I'm sorry. I'm along the lines of what we of what we now talk about here, if they if they were to put, you know, something like this living into our food source now, you know, I feel like this they already kind of have it to where food, uh, we're just getting straight up protein, you know, whatever nutrient we need from the food off of this chemical that they're using. You know what I'm saying? And 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 they're gonna they're gonna provide this with with air. Air is gonna make nothing. I mean, meat, nothing. It, it, I, it, I would hope the, but see, like air is always so good at making nothing. So <laughs> right, or I guess rather being nothing, until and unless you put up a turbine to capture right. it, and then as we sort of like understand wind power to operate today. So yeah, whatever. But anyway, I'm the way that air now through this process can create meat, and so that's where I'm. That's the world I'm living in right now. Fair enough, fair enough. So I guess this is another one of those wait and see kind of situations. Right. We're just barely in the infancy of this kind of technology. So I guess we'll have to wait and see how it sort of manifests as far as how it continues to grow and process and potentially influence our lives. And right. and um, and I guess, you know, Elon Musk or one of those kinds of people, Jeff right. Bezos of the world will find a way to monopolize it, I guess. Uh, anyway, whatever. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Let's move on. Uh, thanks so much for watching Weird News right here on Weekend Showcase, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. 
hit us up in the comments feed if you have uh, some ideas for like feedback on what we're talking about and visit our contact form on the link tree page scrolling at the bottom of the screen if you have some suggestions for weird news articles that uh, that you'd like to see us talk about on the show um and you might get a special shout out from us when we talk about it next time so let's go ahead and move on we have four topics left to go before the top of uh, well before the end of the docket this is from times now news viral video man gets six-pack abs tattooed on belly to make sure he is summer ready okay that's no. just lazy no. that's just lazy what are you doing no how they, they look a loud they look like a costume it looks I bad mean, yeah it doesn't you can tell from the right picture that like it doesn't like okay it's a spray tan at best yeah. the picture on the right you know, right. it, it doesn't match the pigmentation of the rest of the skin. So it's like, I don't know how, I don't know how or why that was thought of to be such a good idea. Really, Listen, like he, he did mm -hmm. this to go viral. He did this to go viral, and he did it, and it worked. Well, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about it, so I guess mission accomplished there. But that couldn't have been the soul's the sole prospect. I, I you know, can't talk about I can't on the internet. Another reason why he would do something like this. Well, uh, the man spent two days with uh, Dean Gunther, a tattoo artist, to get his stomach inked. Gunther said, quote, he always wanted to have a six-pack, but he's not too keen on going to the gym and going on a diet. He added, so he decided that by getting a six-pack tattoo, he will always look summer ready while still being able to enjoy beer and good food. So there you go. Um, you said it's lazy. I just want just to touch on that subject. You say it's lazy. Why do you say it's lazy? What was why I because because I'm saying only, I agree with you I agree with you but I'm saying why you think it's lazy? Well, first of all, I would say it's more than anything else unnecessary because if you have enough sort of first of all pain tolerance right. and second of all Ooh. I guess diligence and consistency you know to like however long it took to like how long did it take two days over the course of two days to actually follow through with this to completion right as opposed to actually going to the gym and working out and you know getting yourself healthier. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, like why, I don't know why you wouldn't just go ahead and do it for real instead right. of like the, the slightest, the, like walking into an area with like the right sort of light, the right sort of ambient light. It's gonna be clear as day that like okay, the light refraction, the light reflection or whatever, you know, off of like your, uh, off of your stomach or whatever. Right. That's gonna show that it's just art. It's just body art. So. I mean I agree with you all the way. I mean, yeah. and when you, but, but I wanted, I guess I wanted you to change the word from lazy to now unnecessary because that's, that's what it's it both. is. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much both. AJ, what do you got? Oh, hey, uh, Diggs BTW7. Hey, Diggs. Uh, it says, hey, what's up, G? <laughs> Brain Spaz says, looks too fake. He is not ready for summer with that tat. Got to agree there. Um, AJ, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, 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 it's all right. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, all of this two-day thing that he that he's done could have been better accomplished with like Photoshop. You know, I'm, I mean, sure, it, it's funny. You know, he's at a party, he lifts up his shirt, and his friends are just kind of admiring his stupidity. But mm. at the same time, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's too ridiculous to put in words. Well, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't admire his stupidity. <laughs> I, 
I'd be like, why? Why you? Why you? Why? Why you showing us that? Which brings us back to the diligence. You clearly used more of that than intelligence. Right. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, next item on the docket comes to us from the Toronto Sun. Let's see. Do I have the? Let me get a new track on here in the background. Okay. So the Toronto Sun has Scottish man feeds his hamsters cheesecake, apple pie, and spaghetti. I almost want to oh, fill. I, I almost want to put this up with the animal abuse topic topic from earlier. Good grief. Like that doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> Listen, none of these things will kill the hamster though. And so what I'm saying is if the hamster want to eat the food, let it eat the food because listen, I, I I wish my cats, I wish my cats would just eat stuff. They don't they don't just eat anything. They only eat their food. I wish um, I wish when I was eating a burger, I could give it a piece of my burger. Like like the dogs, like a dog would eat anything. But my cats, they don't they don't they don't take nothing from me unless it's a treat or cat food. So I'm saying, I, I wish I had a little animal that would, would eat. Now I, I offer some cheesecake. Eat the cheesecake. That will kill it. Yeah. Right. Um. Well, <laughs> apparently this guy found a way to do to to fulfill that request um, for himself <laughs> with these hamsters. I guess. Um. Let's see. Let me try and go ahead and scroll down a bit here. So Ant. Oh goodness. Come on. Can I get out of this? Can I get out of this? Come on, come on, come on. Dagnabbit. Okay. Anton Allen, age 22, from Paisley in Scotland, treats his two Syrian hamsters, Mr. Marshmallow and Mr. Licorice, <laughs> to homemade wow. meals, including cheesecake. Mr. Marshmallow has tried around 100 different recipes from Allen, according to the Daily Mail. Allen actually tried out a variety of foods, offering taste tests for the hamsters to enjoy to figure out what they liked. Alan said the first thing Mr. Marshmallow ever tried was some watermelon, and he loved it. Wow. The report. Wow. A dog the don't even eat uh, fruit. A dog don't even eat fruit when you when you give it fruit. So well, that is you know. true. You know? I mean, is there, but are there some like real world sort of like really important dietary re reasons for, for that sort of self-imposed restriction on the part of the dog? I mean, famously so, dogs can't digest chocolate. Right. So, but yeah. I mean, I mean, I know because because a, a hamster is a rodent and rodents eat fruit. So, you know, they eat, they eat whatever. They eat, they eat all Well, AJ, what about, what about you? Would you, would you, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, would you that's try nice this? <laughs> nice little Honestly, thing. I probably would. I mean, look how happy the little dude is. Honestly, this reminds me of. I, honestly, you know what else? This reminds me of that movie, uh, Mouse Hunt. Did you ever see that movie from like 2000, 2001 or something? I think Nathan Lane was in that. Mouse Hunt. I, I just saw that on 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 my smart TV, but I I, I didn't I didn't I didn't do anything with it. I didn't. <laughs> you should see that movie. It's really it's really like slapsticky and like it, it's almost like a live action cartoon, basically in terms yeah. of just absurdity. But like there are certain sequences in that in that movie that are shot from the point of view of the mouse and that's what this reminds me of basically yeah. just straight up walking up to your table snatching something off your plate and saying come at me bro this right. face, this facial expression on the mouse tells me come at me bro but now that does look like a mouse that's that that does look like a little little little, little rat well, yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, obviously this is a hamster, but like, right. yeah, but in general, in the movie, yeah, it's obviously a mouse. No, I'm so, saying, this go. guy, this guy right here, he looked like a little rat. He kind of looked like a mouse. <laughs> <on him. laughs> 
I think we have another couple of comments here. Yeah, thanks. Brains Bass says, cute pic. He looks chubby and happy. Right. I just screenshotted <laughs> the picture because I, I need this picture. I like <laughs> Okay. Well, hey, those of you at home who might also like a copy of this, you should probably try to get it from the, the original source of this article from the Toronto Sun, which is referenced in the sources area of the description at the bottom of this video down below on the YouTube and Facebook versions of this video. Feel free to like check that story, out, check those that area out for links to, for, uh, sorry, the headlines for this and all the other topics that we're talking about tonight. And uh, let's see, we have two other topics to get to before the top of the hour. Let's try and move things along here. Next item on the docket comes to us from Fox 10 out of Phoenix, Arizona. 103-year-old Camarillo woman hits the gym three to four times a week. Wow. Grandma getting gains, I guess, is the right sort of <laughs> reaction for that. Um, let's see. 103 uh, more years power young. To her. Hmm? I said more power to her. Exactly. Uh, with hair, makeup, and jewels perfectly in place, she gets a pump from lifting weights and revving up her heart rate on the treadmill. Her daughter Sheila Moore said the gym is her mom's happy place. Yeah, this is 103 years young. Teresa Moore is her name. Um, was born in Italy, now lives in Rio. Take it. I said 103 years young. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, hey. Uh, you're only as old as you feel, I guess, is the response right. to that. Ms. D in the comments section you. on YouTube saying, Go on, Grandma, show the youngins how it's done. AJ, your thoughts? Honestly, I gotta say, if Grandma's trying to live longer, she is killing it right now. Definitely, definitely. I'm about to have to hit the gym myself, actually. This is this is motivating me to hit the gym. It's like, okay, oh, yeah. this woman is doing this at Can't 103. Say again? I was saying, I can't let grandma embarrass me like this, you know? Nah, exactly. Right. But listen, exactly. you can skip the gym. You can skip the gym. Do yoga. Skip the gym. I promise you, yoga, yoga will do it for you. I promise or if you're you. really in, or, or if you're really in a rush, just tattoo your stomach. That's all you got to do. There you go. That's the takeaway from it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, for real. What's your excuse? Get healthy, I guess, is the ultimate sort of moral of this particular story. Uh, which uh, was published on March 9th. So, nice. Okay. So, yeah, let's move on. Uh, this is from nature.com. This is going to be our last topic on the docket for tonight. This uh, headline is The Mice with Two Dads. Scientists create eggs from male cells. Uh... Proof of concept mask experiment will have a long road before use in humans is possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure um, life uh, 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 finds a way. <laughs> Or something to that effect. I don't know. It sounds uh, like something that you would say. So. Oh. Ask me. Yeah. Which one's the baby? Um. They all look grown. Actually, they'll. Well, yeah. I guess maybe. But uh, these are these are embryos. Apparently, the context at the bottom of the image here: only a few of the embryos derived from all male cells went on to develop into healthy mouse pups. So yeah, they're not adults. They're still they're still like young. But I guess oh, all, also, all of those are the babies. Those yeah, are, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, the embryos are like petri dish kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um mouse pups i was not aware of the term for for that like you know how uh, a, a young kangaroo is called a joey yeah 
you know, apparently a pup is the use is the term that's used to describe a young mouse. I did not I know that. A, apparently, I have a little. You remember them? You remember them books? Remember the little golden books? You don't um, remember those books? They were like hardcover books and have the gold sign on it. They're called the little golden books. I very, very vaguely remember that from like back in the nineties when yeah, I was we a kid. Yeah, that, that's when we was youngins. We get these books. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I had I had one that tell you every net every every uh baby name for animal. I know where it is. I I know where it is. I still have the book. It's hmm. it don't tell me about no no mouse pup. No, it didn't tell me no mouse was a pup. Told Are you sure? Because I was about to I was about to read into this and give you a little bit of time to find the book and check just in right. case. Right? No, no, no. It, it don't say it don't say nothing about no mice. It say dog. It say horse. It's farm okay. animals. We talk about farm animals. <laughs> a mouse is not a farm animal. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's go ahead and dive into this. Researchers have made eggs from the cells of male mice and showed that once fertilized and implanted into female mice, the eggs can develop into seemingly healthy, fertile offspring. Hmm. The approach, announced on March 8th at the 3rd International Summit on Human Genome Editing in London, has not yet been published and has a long way from being used in humans, but it is an early proof of concept for a technique that raises the possibility of a way to treat some causes of infertility or even allow for single-parent embryos. Keith Latham, a developmental biologist at Michigan State University in East Lansing, says, quote, This is a significant advance with significant potential applications. End quote. Apparently, researchers have been working towards this for years. In 2018, one team reported using embryonic stem cells made from sperm or eggs to generate pups with either two fathers or two mothers. The pups with two mothers survived to adulthood and were fertile. Those with two fathers lived for only a few days. Okay. Um, what are our final thoughts on this? Um, um, they're doing a lot with animals. Uh, that's all I can say, cause, cause that's all we talk about. What they doing with animals right now, and they are doing a lot with animals. That's all I can say. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> but is it is it a good thing though? I mean, I made that Jurassic Park reference earlier. I mean, it, it's there's a lot that can be that can be said for the possibilities here as far as um, solving as far as finding infertility solutions in, in humans. Uh, there's a lot of people out there trying to become natural parents. Right. I think yeah. overall they should leave the, the animals alone. Yeah, um, that's that seems like the stronger argument to be made. Uh oh, AJ, you all right? Technical dif dif uh, difficulty. Uh oh, I think he had to step away for a quick moment. It's okay, we'll bring him back in in the moment. Um, but all right, Kaiko, um, I guess that's about that's about it. Can you see? Hmm. So would you trust would you trust this in, in this technology in humans? No. No. Yeah, I pretty much, I pretty much sense that. <laughs> Just a nice, quick, cut and dry no. AJ, what, are, what are your thoughts on this as, a, as a solution for, for humans? Uh, I don't, I don't like the idea for humans necessarily. Like, I don't know. I feel like if, like, doing something like this on an animal is, you know, it's all right. But when you try to put it on someone like a human, I, uh, it can get. I mean, you never know what could happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty much uh, this is one of those things I guess we can go ahead and chalk up to let sleeping mice lie, I suppose, uh, is the literal sort of takeaway from this <laughs> from this particular story. Uh, just, 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 just let them alone. Let them alone. Stop right. like messing with messing with their like genomes and stuff like that. Basically, as you like to say, um, we're gonna swipe left. 
yeah, swipe left on that, basically. That might be a good takeaway for that. Anyway, so that's the end of our particular, um, our roster, our topic roster for this week. What were you guys' favorite topics for tonight? I guess, Kaiko, let me throw this to you first. What was your favorite topic? Run them through again. Go go through your tabs. So we had the three-legged elephant. I. We had the the frog that was uh, that had the the snake coming out of it. We saw the rain of worms. Yeah. Right. We had uh, the hand found in New York City woods belonged to a woman buried in nearby cemetery. Uh, genetic distinctions in Chernobyl dogs. The canary in a coal mine thing. I forgot to leave that on the image. Newly discovered enzyme that turns air into electricity. I'm claiming dibs on that one. We'll get to that later. Uh, yeah. but, uh, the the guy with six pack tattooed abs. Uh, feeding your hamsters cheesecake, uh, grandma in the gym, and yeah, the mice with two dads. Go back to the uh, go back to the the fourth one. I think that was what I picked. Uh, you said you said the enzyme. What? Well, as soon as you said enzymes, I said that's mine. But then you said that's yours. I, got I was going to. Do, I just yeah, well, actually, I technically claimed it when we were talking about that one. Technically, okay. but so anyway, anyway. I'll, I'll go go to the one right before that. Uh, the no, the hand, no, the hand, the hand, the hand. That's, that was it. Hand. It was the hand one? Okay. Yeah, it was the hand, yeah. So you're saying that's your favorite topic yeah, of the week? That's awfully morbid. It's literal grave robbing. <laughs> because listen, that's that's a uh, that's good that's uh that's good that's good stuff to, to, to know about in real life that, that that people do this kind of stuff and this happens. This is this isn't no CSI Miami. This ain't no law and order, this is real <laughs> real life. <laughs> I mean, I would think that's not CSI Miami. I'm pretty sure Miami went off the air in like 2013, I think, ish, okay. basically. So, yeah, they've been off the air for a hot minute. Okay. But, um, but in all seriousness, all jokes and kidding aside, yeah, no, this this was this was hard to see. Um, but a- AJ, what was what, what's your favorite top uh, topic for the week? Uh, definitely the dude that got a tattoo of some ads. Yeah, uh, this one. Yeah, this was yeah. the. <laughs> I, there's pretty much nothing new that can be really said about this, quite frankly. I don't know, but uh, but but AJ, why would you make? Why would you say this is your favorite of the week? Though we covered a lot of ground tonight. Uh, mostly because if he was one of my friends, I'd never let him live it down. Every single day, Facts. I'd throw at least maybe one joke. Uh, mm-hmm. Every day, every day, Not at least one every day. And when you factor in just what would have to be in what would be involved in removing a tattoo this intricate and this complex after having completely had enough with getting ridiculed by you, you know, it's like, it's just adding more and more reasons as to why this was ultimately a really horrible idea. But whatever, two weeks their own. Getting a tattoo on your stomach, that hurts. That's painful. He got he got on his whole stomach. Now what I'm telling you is getting it removed is three times as painful as getting it. So now he's oh, going, you know, if he wants to get it removed, he's gonna go through it. And then wow. that's the story that that's that's the story that I want to hear. That's the story that we need to we need to look out for. Is he got it removed? You see what I'm saying? I guess we'll have to uh, keep an ear to the ground for that, theoretically. Uh, but yeah, for my favorite topic of the week, I'm going to go ahead and put the, put up as this enzyme. Newly discovered enzyme that turns air into electricity. I've always been into like science-oriented topics, and this really like fascinates and encourages me and really gives me sort of like hope for you know um, for like new directions of 
you know, research, scientific research that's poised to solve serious problems, you know, right. like say what you will about, you know, uh, things like the, the gene editing in the mice and it's topics like that and how that yeah. might have that kind of, um, animal experimentation might have, might have positive uses. I'm kind of against that, but fair enough. You can have your opinions. Um, you know, personally, I prefer stuff like this that doesn't have that, that has like, that's poised to have less of a body count behind the experimentation and exploration right. part of it you know so i think that's probably the the right way to sort of characterize that um anyway so that's basically all that we have for our topics for this week which means that it's now come to the time of the show that oh shoot hang on one second ah darn it here we are so let's go to over let's go over to the time of the show where we discuss Dad joke of the day. I've got my tablet here. We're basically ready to do dad joke of the day. Let's hear it. So, Talk about. we do this every single show at the end. Here we go. So, just just got back from a job interview where I was asked if I could perform under pressure. I said I wasn't too sure about that, but I could do a wicked Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we don't listen to a lot of Queen music. All right, all right. No Freddie Mercury fans. All right, no problem, no problem. Um, let's see. How about this one? How do you make a water bed bouncier? Add spring water. Ah. <laughs> that one's good. That was a good one. All right, we'll go ahead and exit that one. Oh, wait. All right, here's a bonus one. Here's a bonus one. I got to make up for the Bohemian Rhapsody one. All right, here, here's, a, here's a bonus dad joke. Here we go. Where do dads store their dad jokes? Dad binder. What'd you say? A dad binder. <laughs> a dad binder? Yeah, like a binder just full of dad. Like, gotta be a dad. What kind of... Boy. I, I hesitate to make this reference for obvious yeah. reasons, but like, what kind of Mitt Romney-style solution are you talking about here? A binder full of dads? This is a this is a real object. Yeah. This is a real object. Okay, uh, Kaiko, what what what's what's your theory? I, I want to know because I don't have no guess. That 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 was the top guess of, of all time. The, the, well, it, that's not it. Better than that. The, the setup was where do dads store their dad jokes? Answer uh -huh. in the dad base. Uh -huh. <laughs> hey man, listen, but listen. Hey, you better you better take that applause back. You better ball that up and throw it away. Is what I'm. Saying. Oh, don't be harsh. Come on, Kaiko. What are you doing, man? <laughs> Come on. You know how hard I work to find these dad jokes. Right. Not very. That's how. That's how hard yeah, that I work. I mean, that you better try next time. Then, man. Not very. Well, well. Hey, listen. Those of you at home who are watching or listening, if you have suggestions for dad jokes that we can be using on the show. Uh, don't forget, you can go ahead and hit us up on our Linktree page, which is right over here at linktr.ee slash weekendshowcase, right here scrolling at the bottom of the screen. We have a contact form right here. If you want to go ahead and if you have better dad jokes than I got, let us know, and we'll give you special credit for that. In the meantime, we got to go ahead and shut this puppy down. So this has been Weird News for the week ending Sunday, March the 12th, 2023. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, liking and following and subscribing. I'm Don. With me tonight were AJ and Kaiko. All right, it's and uh, have fun this uh, this Oscar Sunday. You know the Oscars are going to start in about an hour. Really? Yeah. That's cable. I ain't got no cable. 
No, it's not. That's I think ABC has it this year. Oh, and every, yo, don't, every year. don't forget to push your time for we losing an hour today. That's true. Yeah, it's yeah. it's seven seven o'clock is the correct time right now. We're coming up on seven. Don't panic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those of you who have already set your clocks forward but didn't remember, yeah, let's remember to set your clocks ahead. <laughs> the current time as of this point right now is six fifty five p.m. Eastern Standard Time right now when we're speaking. So like, don't panic if you haven't you know if you forgot if you did it already. But uh, anyway, so we're done. Thanks for watching. Have a safe week, and we'll see you once again this coming Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, for another brand new episode of Weekend Showcase. And don't forget to follow us on social media, at Weekend Showcase, pretty much everywhere. And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good night. Bye-bye.